You're listening to BizCraft, a live podcast about the business of web design with Carl the Jellyfish King Smith and Mean Gene Crawford. We're rolling. Rolling, rolling, rolling. Not like that. I like both kinds, country and western. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How's it going, Gene? Pretty good, man. How are you doing today? I'm good. What is this? What? What is it? Is this a podcast? It's uh, it vaguely resembles one. It's, it's been a while. We used to do a podcast called Bizcraft. I don't know if you remember. I remember well, but I enjoyed it. It was good. I enjoyed a little, it. A little rusty. So I have a question for you to kick off this show. Kick it. Do you have personal core values, Gene Crawford? Bah. Yeah. You do? I'm a pirate. <laughs> You're a pirate? <laughs> I am a pirate. So many things, Gene. <laughs> I, I'm, you know, for our D&D fans out there, I'm more of a paladin. A paladin? Or perhaps a cavalier. Um, yeah, I'm what? not lawful good. That's never going to happen. Say, I would say I'm more lawful neutral. Yeah, I'm chaotic and neutral. Um, <laughs> so now that we've lost our audience. That's pretty evil, by the way. Yeah. So a few months ago, um, EngineWorks reached out to me, and they were talking about redefining the company, like who the company is. It was beginning of a summer that was a little slow, and they had some time, and uh, they wanted to go through this exercise, and I'd never done it before. I, did, have you always thought that having core values was like a good thing? Yeah, I do actually. I, I don't mean like personally having them, but I mean like thinking about them and writing them down and all that. Uh, well, you know, you talked to me about this, this a couple months. I don't remember when it was beginning of summer. Yeah, but I, I had I had done a similar uh, journey in a different sense <laughs> um, in terms of core values and things. So yeah, I, I think it's I think it can be. Um, it just depends on what you're doing. I think. So, I, I thought they were really stupid. I'm just going to go <laughs> there and say that. <clears throat> I thought writing, I thought, you know, you know what my core value is? Be nice to people and do good things, right? Right. But well, That is pretty but, stupid. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I didn't have to write it down. I was going to live it. But then I, I got well, into this and started realizing, you know, maybe there's something here. And uh, I think I, there's so, power in writing something down. I would agree. I think there's power in thinking about something. I think there's power in writing it down and reminding yourself. But I ended up going through this exercise. Some people call it peaks and valleys. Are you okay. familiar with this? Uh, no, not at all. I mean, so, I'm, I'm familiar I, I, with peaks and valleys, but not like as a concept relating to cores of values. I, I'm sure that there's a book somewhere that right. is called Peaks and Valleys. And it, it's, I'm sure for $45, you can be a good person. Um, <laughs> or a bad person, if that's what you want, right? But... So many things. But so I, I actually just went on the web and searched, and uh, Inc. Magazine had this uh, personal core values exercise. And, and here was my take on it. If EngineWorks wants to have core values, then they should be built up on top of the core values of the individuals, right? Because if the company has core values, it should be aligned with the people who are the company. Does that make sense? Yeah? That's pretty realistic, yeah. Yeah, and also it's going to be easier to. You just hope you don't work with a bunch of evil people. <laughs> you're not, like, then you're like, uh, 
Oops. I'm not sure where that would be a problem, Gene. <laughs> Look outside right now. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, you could go so the anyway, other way. I had everybody, um, you know, basically go through this this exercise, and and the way it is, the way it works is, uh, you first of all, you have to have time to do this. It took me the better part of a day and a half, and we all know that I'm, you know, lazy and don't do anything. So I had the time, and uh, and sat down. And you really have to think through it. But, but so these are the right. types of questions, right? What have been your three greatest accomplishments like in your life? Not mm-hmm. business related, but what have been your three greatest accomplishments? Wow. What have been your three greatest moments of efficiency? And then after you've answered that, right, three greatest accomplishments, three greatest moments of efficiency, you look to see what are the commonalities through these two things? What are the themes, right, that you can find? Then you, you flip it and you do three greatest failures and moments of inefficiency. You go back and you identify. Um, and then you end up trying to write three or four brief sentences of advice you would give yourself based on the themes that you found, the, the commonalities. And then you try to reduce it down into a few words. And that actually becomes your values, your core values. Okay. Right? And then you have to test it. The last step is you have to think through situations where your core values could hurt you rather than help you, right? Okay. So, for example, you might think innovation sounds good, but then you realize that your life thrives on stability, not constant change. So, so you have to think it through, right? I mean, we have kids. So if we're constantly innovating and I'm <laughs> never able to provide food for my kids because I keep changing things every five seconds, <laughs> um, that would be bad. So, so you go through and you test it. And, uh, and so I did that, right? And it was really painful because when I thought back on those failures, these were personal things, yeah, right? right? Like my first marriage kind of stuff and times where I had treated people horribly, um, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so anyway, I ended up with five. Five core oh, okay. For for me personally. So how many do you have, Gene? How many core values? Did you write them down? No, I didn't. I didn't do my homework. You said that you were ready for this. Uh well um 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 yeah. You, one of your core values, Gene, should be not screwing Carl on Bizcraft. <laughs> number seven or eight. Yeah. Uh well yeah, we we I don't know. Um no, I haven't written anything down. That, that's pretty tough. Uh, three, mo- three greatest moments of your life, three greatest moments of efficiency, and then the, the inverse of that. Um, yeah. I suppose maybe the, the three worst of each might be the easier to find. Uh, the uh, best, you know what? Right? Actually, for me, it was kind of tough, you know, because <laughs> you're not, awesome. Because I've, so, <laughs> I've done so many horrible things. <laughs> but some of the horrible things were kind of neck and neck. You know, I, I ended up with a, a list of about seven things. I mean, shit, I've been, I'm 46 years old. I'll be 47 next week, right? Right. And, uh, and it's like, yeah, you know what? I, I'm human and I've done bad things. And now which of these are technically worse than the others to get it down to three? Right. Uh, so it's just kind of funny. But well, wow. anyway, since, since you obviously think it's really important to write down core values and I don't, um, you don't have any, and I do. So there we go. Well, I do. I I, I have to say I, I've taken a – I don't know if it's lazy or whatever, but I mean I've just taken a different route in my life than uh, than you. I mean it sounds like yours 
where you sort of were confronted with your business, you know, was asking you to do some things. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's interesting that it came that so, way, so, right? Yeah, as opposed to my sensei, right? Because you went through and, and this, yes. for you, this has been part of going through that process. Yeah, right? it has. It has. I mean, you know. So, so what was that process like for you? Well, I mean, it's it's ongoing. I mean, I'm still um, I'm still working on it, you know. So the the whole point is that you'll never. And I suppose it's the same with this, right? You should maybe re- revisit this sort of conversation with everybody, like maybe yearly. I don't I don't know how often. Um, I don't know if you no, no, I'm stuck with this. Oh, you you're good forever. No matter what happens, I have to be <laughs> okay. the first. These five words say it okay. sucks. Okay. Well, no, you can change them. You yeah, can change them. I, I know. I mean, you know, I, I sort of. Um, like you, like you mentioned, took a different path, and uh, there, there are some <clears throat> core values that are tied into um, sort of the traditional um, values of of some of the things I practice. Right? I mean, it's almost a religion, although it's not really religious per se. Um, you know, it's that uh, sort of like you know, it's sort of like I'm probably wrong, but like. Um, this Buddhist principle where you're looking into yourself, right? So, you know, wrong. Yeah, I know. But like, I, I, I grew up a, a Christian. I grew Poor up a black child. Yeah. I, I mean, my, my parents sent me to a, like an all Christian Academy for, you know, the better part of my youth um, for better or worse or whatever. So that's sort of my construct of religion is, is sort of that Southern religious angle. Um, and, you know, so yeah. everything you do, you're doing it because this other deity has told you what to do or whatever, right? So right. Um, I, the, this sort of uh, Eastern philosophy sort of approach to life really um, really piqued my interest um, for a long time. You know, we, we all yeah. watch Bruce Lee movies and ninja movies and stuff, so all that stuff's cool. But, you know, as an adult, I sort of <laughs> discovered discovered this stuff. And so, you know, I, I guess uh, even if, if I had to mention core values in terms of words i could just mention these and they're they're pretty simple they might be cheesy but they're pretty hard um so uh, let's see i think it's like eight of them yeah so uh truthfulness um honor loyalty uh right action courage benevolence and politeness right Mm -hmm. so those are those are sort of all the the driving um characteristics that you should should uh seek to perfect and these are based from from like where did where did you you obviously had those written somewhere or you found them somewhere yeah they're hanging on hanging on the wall here i have them like framed and hung on the wall in my home office uh, which we're in today so those are things and then and i have them hanging in a big frame here because so that i can like when i'm getting ready in the morning i can look at those things so I suppose I'm a jackass because I got mine in text edit. No, not at all. Not at all. No, no. I mean, you know, this is, this, is just, this is just part of the, this is just part of the, the tenets of, of some of the things I practice. And right. I, I don't by any means say that these are things that I do on a daily basis because I do not. Um, I don't know that I actually do any of them really, you know, on a, <laughs> on a, uh, consistent basis it's hard to do those things i mean when you when you just say you know you should strive for perfection and truthfulness you know that's not and that's not to say like no matter what you say you should tell the truth right because there's other there's other things in there like being polite and being loyal right you don't want to hurt someone so you don't want to just you know 
hey, you're like an idiot today. I mean, but but you want to be truthful in the way you do business, you know? You know what I mean? I, I'm laughing at <laughs> these are my core values, but I mean, I don't practice them every day. Do you know how hard that would be? <laughs> well, I'm being honest, man. I'm trying to Which be honest. Which is one of your core values, right? It is. Truthfulness. Yes. Would you change that to truthiness for me? I can. Um, so this is interesting. So my, my core values, and, and these five came out of things that I had when I was at my best and things that were absent when I was at my worst, right? If you just boil it down, there you go. these were five things that I saw. Exactly. And the first one was honor. Cool. And, and for, for me, honor meant that I was doing the right thing. I was being ethical. I was treating, treating people in a, a good manner. I was treating them respectfully. But honor was a, a huge one, right? Because it was the times that I, I lost yeah. sight of what was right or wrong and instead got wrapped up in my ego or got wrapped up in feeling hurt and lashing out. That never was there when I was great and, and did something great. And it always, you know, <clears throat> it, it always was missing, you know, when I did something bad. So honor was always present during the good stuff. But the second one is purpose. If, if I'm doing something for a reason, I'm really good at it. If there's no reason, I can't do it. It's just I can't throw myself into something that's not going to have some purpose. It's not going to help somebody that I care about or uh, advance a cause that I care about or something like that. And it's really funny when I, I saw that one and realized that you know, it's just not there. Right. Um, openness. Open. Which so, so I think openness, uh, you know, truthfulness, is, it, that's, being truthful is part of openness, but it's also – being on purpose about it, right? So making sure that you are sharing with people and you're purposefully sharing. And that includes sharing some stuff that maybe people don't want to hear, but it's, it's true to how you're feeling. Right. But you also have to do that in an honorable way, right? Yeah. It, yeah. So you have to be honest, but also be kind and nice. Um, yeah, you like the, those, right? Yeah. And then the last two were collaboration. I've never done anything great on my own. I mean, honestly, it's always been somebody else's there. And anytime I tried to, I, I failed, you know? Um, and the last one's simplicity. Oh, <laughs> I need things to be simple. I can't, right. I'm no good with complex situations or um, complex, I guess, just situations. Well, right? you know, that, that's an interesting one um, that you mentioned that because um, uh, the ones I read out, they are the tenets of Bushido. And right. in order to achieve that, I mean, if you want to do all of those eight things, if you want to do all of those five things or the four things before you said simplicity, well, you have to simplify. Yeah. You can't do them unless you simplify your life or your, your mind, you know? Right. It's just not going to happen. So that's interesting that you bring that up. So, yeah, and, and you know, I played Bushido Blade, so I played that game. <laughs> I probably yeah. have the poster for it. I should frame it and, and call it my tenants of Bushido Blade. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that was it, you know, and, and it was funny how I felt after I did it because I was like, oh no, now I, now I know mm -hmm. what makes me successful or makes me fail and I need to keep an eye on it. And, you know, I don't, I try every morning, like when I first get started to look at it, sometimes I forget cause there's other stuff that I'm doing, but of course. whenever yeah. I find myself starting to walk down a bad path or feel like I'm out on a limb. Um, you return to the roots. I go, I go back and look at it, you know, yeah. and, uh, and it really makes a difference. So, 
I'm converted. You know, I really thought it was a a silly exercise and you should just try to be a good person. But once you start to understand yourself a little bit more, it makes it easier and you can avoid uh, falling back into those traps yeah. that, you, that you set up for yourself. It's really hard. I mean, it's really hard to, I mean, particularly to do business, right? I mean, it's hard yeah. enough to like come home, be a good husband, father, whatever your role is and just, you know, make life better for other humans. But it's also really hard to like run a business on top of that. Um, and, and run the business in the same way. Yeah. Right. Because you can, you can easily get into that. Like, well, I'm and I have philosophical discussions with everybody all the time where they'll do something and they say like, well, it's just business, right? That's what businesses do. We, we, you know, we take projects and we do this work and it doesn't really matter whether these people like it or, or who gives a shit, you know, if, if I took this from this guy who works down the street, you know, we're bidding on the same thing or what method I use to get it, you know, like some of those things matter in my opinion. Yeah, I think they do. I, I think if somebody puts a blanket of this is business over their decision, then they're yeah. just lying to themselves. I mean, it's... Yeah, and, you know, it's not personal, decisions. it's business. Bullshit, yeah. it's personal, you know? It's... All, all decisions that are being made reflect on who you are. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And the decisions you don't make, right? The ones that you just allow to play themselves out, that, that has something to say about it as well. And that's the interesting one. Um for me, uh, the, the first one, honor, it was interesting. This is one of the first ones that you brought up too. Um, and I think that's what it comes down to. Um, a lot of times, uh, particularly with, with that word honor and maybe even courage a little bit where, you know, it's not that you think of like, Oh, there's a situation I see unfolding. I must run over and deal with situation. Right. Well, that's not like having honor being, having courage. You know what I mean? It's like the situations where, well, if you just sit there and don't say anything, it'll go away, right? Yeah. And whatever happens, happens. I'm not going to insert myself in this and just whatever. Um, maybe somebody loses their job because you didn't say something or, you know, whatever. But it takes honor and courage to, like, open your mouth and insert yourself into the situation, you know, for good it's, or bad because you're committed. Yeah. You know, well, and that's what it, that's when you're, like, making a difference. When, and for me with honor, it's, it's, it's very Spike Lee, but it's do the right thing. I mean, it, it's it just is. so simple. You know the right thing. You know what's right. Yeah. You do. And it, it's, it's when you act out of fear or greed mm-hmm. instead of doing the right thing that eventually things are going to fall apart. Yeah. You know? It, it was, it's weird. Um, uh, you know, my sensei always says this. He says, what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong. Right? He says it all the time, particularly when we're, we're doing something, we're practicing, you know, and you, it's like, do this thing this way, like punch this thing this way, whatever it is. And it's, you either do it right or you do it wrong. Right. It's pretty simple because it's a a simple thing, but that also applies to life too. Just like you're saying. Well, and Gene, I don't, I don't want to scare you. I don't want to scare you, but your sensei may be a homeless person. (laughs) What's right is right. What's wrong is wrong. He might be. Punch something. something. Yeah, he might be. But he's got a point. He's got a point. I mean, life isn't completely black and white. But, I mean, for the most part, you know, if you're doing something and in your gut you're like, I don't know if this is right or wrong. It's you probably shouldn't do it, <laughs> you know? Sometimes you don't know. But, you know, for me, and this does get to Buddhism, and there goes the three people that were left listening. But when you don't know, the, the best thing to do is to silence your mind, just shut up for a while, and just think, if I, if I take this action, 
how does it affect the people I care about? Yeah. If I take this action, how does it affect the people I care about? Right. And realizing that there's not always just two choices. Sometimes there's a third choice or a fourth choice. And just giving yourself an hour or two to think through something, we'd never do it. People feel like they have to make a decision right away. And it's like, take the time and just think, play it out. What's the story? How does it unfold? How is it going to impact people? Yeah. So now here's the interesting thing. Everyone in EngineWorks, with a couple of exceptions, um, sent me their core values. They went through this personal exercise as well because, like I said, I wanted to do engine's core values on top of the personal ones. They were not connected. I mean, it was it was very different, uh, really? the ways they presented them and different things. But I, it, it took me the better part of three days to find the clarity and the connections and actually went back to some surveys that the team had filled out early on about problems they thought the company was having. So I tried to find what, when was engine its best and when was engine its worst, mm. just like it, I had to do for myself. And, uh, and it came through. And I'll tell you, it was hard for anybody to disagree with the actually 10, right? Um, it was hard to disagree with them because they feel like common sense. But, uh, for example, one of them is lead and one of them is respect, right? And, and you're like, well, yeah, I mean, we need to make good decisions and we need to treat everybody with respect, you know. And, uh, but, but the thing that became amazing was the summer was a little bit slow. And, I mean, that's what started this. Yeah. It started the idea of it. And as a result, uh, you know, people got a little nervous. I mean, the company was fine. And, uh, and right now it, it's coming out from under it. The summer's over and, and work's coming in. But people weren't adhering to the values. But other people were saying, I'm worried because we're not adhering to the values. And, and one of the values is be transparent, right, and share openly. And uh, people weren't being transparent, and they were holding things in. And back channels were starting to light up a little bit. Right. And people were starting to talk about the situation. And, uh, and it was interesting, but it wasn't until a good friend of mine, who I've known longer than I haven't, uh, was in, you know, meant to send me a message and send it to the team and just t basically talked about how people were scared right now because it was quiet. And I, I went back and I looked at the core values and I realized, you know, support is one of these core values and we're not being there for each other. And we, we need to communicate. And, and you know, clarity is, is one of them. It's like communicate in a, a curt, honest, and clear manner. And so we had a big call. We just had one call where everybody got on it. And we all, everybody got five minutes to kind of talk about how they were feeling. Mm -hmm. And we got through. There were some you know, things people thought were real that weren't real. And, and other people thought somebody was doing something and they weren't. And you know, once everybody was together, it was obvious that everything was fine. Yeah. And really, I, the core values didn't make that meeting happen. But the core values were referenced on that call. Hmm. And it became this kind of focal point. And, and I never got it. You know, I, I grew up in a corporate world through full service advertising where somebody has core values on the wall and next week they take them down and put up the new ones. Right. Right. So yeah, we all know how agencies work. Yeah. It's just, just sad, but, but so anyway, yeah. And they seem to be really, really valuable. And if anybody out there listening doesn't have them, um, or hasn't been through the process, try it and, and be skeptical, do whatever you want. I definitely was. But now, man, I really do lean on these things when I feel like I'm lost. That's and, cool. Uh, 
it really helps. Yeah. That's awesome. So, so I got a question for you. Yeah, sure. If say period three developed core values, mm -hmm. would you share them with prospects? Yeah, I suppose so. I mean, I don't know if I would, I don't know how I would share them, but um, sure. Yeah. Why, why wouldn't you? Well, that's the question. It's when do you, how do you, but it feels important. It feels important. I would, I mean, I don't know. I'm just knee jerk reacting like everybody does. But, you know, if you, if you just kind of threw them in a proposal, they would seem like kind of cheesy, you know? You know what I mean? But if you like talked about them, they have more weight. So I don't really know how I would actually show yeah. them. I mean, that's the thing. So it's, yeah, it, it's not something you lead with. <laughs> because you see some of that stuff on like websites. It's like, here's our statement and we have a dog in the office. You know, it's like, whatever. No one, yeah. gives, no one gives a crap. It just has no weight. But if you're having a conversation with somebody and you're like, look, here's how we resolve problems or here's how we live, you know, then it, it makes a di bit of difference. I think so. And, and maybe, you know, I mean, maybe it's under about us instead of having, you know, the history of the company, maybe you say, hey, this is what we believe in. Yeah, something, something simple like that. Because um, that's a junk drawer. Nobody goes in about us. But you yeah. know what? You know what, though? Um, I think the key for things like these is that you actually just live by them. Yeah. Right? And so that's just kind of how things are. And it you... it's not something you need to, like, make very obvious because you're just going to do shit the right way. Well, yeah. I mean, that, that's the thing, right? Me thinks he protests too much. Yeah, I don't know. Um, or, But do you put him in a proposal, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's... I think, it's even weird talking about it right now. You know, I'm joking that we're losing listeners because we're talking about core values, but it's so anti what I've always believed and that just be good and treat people well and you'll be fine. And it's not against that. I mean, it just enhances, no. yeah, it, yeah. It, it amplifies it. I don't think it has it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, hmm. You know someone we should get on the show because uh, I'm looking at his uh, notes I took from his his uh, talk here is uh, Mark Devine. I knew you were going to say that. You're you're so in love with Mark Devine. I I don't really care what you think. I definitely am. Is that um, one of your core values? I don't care what Carl thinks. It is now. <laughs> I can hear you taking it out of the frame and you're changing it. And <laughs> I'm just gonna writing it in with all over the world. Will now not care what Carl thinks. I have a really nice sharpie. Well, there you go. But he writes about um, these things called the Five Mountains. Um, and I'll read them here, and just so everybody knows who the hell we're talking about. We'll link him up to. But um, so the five mountains, according to Mark Devine, who's a uh, ex Navy SEAL commander, a longtime martial artist. He's a, a coach. He runs a program called uh, Mental Tough Mental Toughness. Which, let's face it, if you're going to be in business for more than ten years, you kind of need a good dose of that. Um, you either need to be really mentally tough or really stupid. What do you think? Uh, I think you have to be mentally tough, but you, <laughs> you also have to be not so much stupid as... That was a hard word, but you got to be a little dumb. You have to, no, you have to have the ability to let things roll off your back. You know, you, I, I don't want to say... A, that's a good way to say it. You have to have thick skin or, or all those things that people say. I think really it's about you just have to separate the important from the loud, right? So he's got these five mountains, which are uh, physical control and development. Mental toughness in development, emotional awareness and resiliency, awareness and intuition, and then this uh, idea of uh, grit. 
So all those things go together to build this Kokoro spirit, which is grit. Which I think anybody who's been in business for a decade, they probably have a little bit of grit. Maybe that's what we were trying to describe. Well, yeah, and I, I think we also have trained ourselves and, and fooled ourselves sometimes that certain things are real because they happen once. Whereas, I don't know, the grit is, is what helps you to, to see through that. But, yeah, mm-hmm. come on. I think it's vision, right? Or not vision. God, it's not, all the words. All the words are ruined, Gene. I think it's all the words together, you know? Put them all together like a big alphabet soup. Yeah, and it makes that. It makes you have grit. Honestly, I love that word. Um, I think I think grit's a good word. It make, it's like it's what makes you fight. But it's not just about fighting. It's about having a reason, having all those all that purpose. You know. We're back to purpose. Yeah. 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 Well, and and I think grit is what keeps you from just sitting there watching. Yeah, there you That's go. That's what gets you to stand up. I yeah. mean, I'm in this situation right now, I can't really talk about where. I'm, yes. I can't talk about it. Don't. But it's, uh, you know, there's something I'm proud of that I want to help some people do. And unfortunately, I can't right now. And and it's it's for all the right reasons that I can't. But it kills me inside because the world is not doing what a good world would do. Right, 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 right. right. <laughs> and allow me to step up and help. Um, so, yeah, so grit. Yeah, I think so. It's um, a good one. Mark was amazing, by the way. I mean, he was so good to have at Converge, and uh, the way he blew out the <laughs> the monitor there—that was a little nuts. Uh, yeah, that was awesome. Are you going to do his uh, training camp thing? Uh, yeah, I actually am trying. I'm. Uh, I've got my sights set on it for uh, 2015. It'll That's take awesome. me that. It'll take me that long to get ready. So, so Mark Devine, for those of you who don't know, he. He basically Navy SEAL trainer, like Gene mentioned, and he has a CEO camp where he takes you through the Navy SEAL training. Yeah. And the video that he shows, these are not Navy SEALs going through this stuff. And <laughs> yeah. They look miserable, you know, holding a log while somebody's blasting water in your face. Yeah, and, it's a little nuts. Yeah. So. I like that kind of stuff. Yeah, well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I kind of want to do it too. Yeah. I, I might die halfway through, but I'll try <laughs> <laughs> so what else are you working on? They say you pass out before you die. Um, so we're getting ready for um, Converge RVA in Richmond. That's the next one up in oh, yeah? October. Yeah. There you go. Um, I'm kind of excited about it. Uh, should we get Moldover? Get Moldover. We should. We should get Moldover. Oh, I uh, thought he was coming to RVA. He is coming. He's coming. So is James White. <laughs> we should. Oh, we did. Yay. No, I saw Moldover when I, I was over at Hybrid in uh, in Sweden. Yeah, and, I'm a little jealous. Yeah, dude. I'm a we, lot jealous. We were on a boat, a party boat, <laughs> and uh, it was. St- it didn't leave the dock. I mean, we were attached. Look, to the tell me this: did you did you get? Uh, you know how New York has famous street hot dogs. Did you get a a, a Stockholm hot dog? You probably didn't. I didn't tell you yeah, to get one. I didn't. You know, they had them, but they called them French dogs. <laughs> And they, they looked, I mean, they were, the bun was actually, I'm going to say wiener. Can I say wiener? You can say it. The, the hot dog was thin and long. And it, uh, <laughs> Easy. the bun was just completely baked around it. Yeah. But I didn't take any money because they said, you don't need any money. Everybody will take plastic. But ice cream and the French dogs didn't. Yeah. No, they're just so. dudes on the street. Yeah. I did get some street food though. What'd you think? I got, I got a Texas hot something i don't know what it was but it was delightful 
Yeah. So you were in you were in, we talked about this, but you were in uh, Gamlestan, down the m- m- old city for a little bit, right? That's where the conference was. Uh, yeah. No, it was. I mean, it was pretty much in the heart of yeah. uh, of Stockholm. Cool. And uh, yeah, it was it was fabulous, and they did such a good job. Actually, there's somebody we should look at for Converge that was there. Tom, who's with NASA, he is the head of uh, the CTO of their Jet Propulsion Lab. Ooh. So he had some fun stories. That's cool. I bet he's. Yeah. I bet he's seen some things. Yeah, and he'll tell you about them too. <laughs> well, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to hybrid. Unfortunately, I can't, I can't tell you anything. Yeah, but uh, I'm going to talk about the TV show I was watching. <laughs> that would be terrible. But what about you? Where are you off next? What are you going? Um. Well, I'm home for a little bit, and then I go to uh, Inbound. Right, um, right, right, right. That's a good that, one. Yeah. That's in Boston, and they've got uh, yeah. They signed another keynote, which was Malcolm Gladwell. Ooh. Uh, so they got Malcolm and Simon Sinek, and uh, uh, why do I always block on her name? The um, Oprah Winfrey. No, it's up there though. Martha Stewart. There, there you, go. you go. Oh. Yeah, Martha Stewart. That's kind of fun. I, I just got a breakout session, but it, it it'll. I mean, ten thousand attendees. Hopefully, a breakout session's pretty big. I, um, you know, we were in um, Nashville. In, last month, um, for uh, breaking for Beyond the Desktop, and I wound up sitting next to Bear Grylls. <laughs> what do you think of that? It's pretty awesome. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Yeah, there was another conference going on in the same place, and he was like a keynote speaker, and uh, we were drinking sake. He was having dinner. That's awesome. I'm going to uh, after after inbound. I go straight to Denver for owner camp. Right, on the and, uh, and I got to tell you, it's the first event I've been to in Denver since they legalized marijuana. Hmm. What you gonna do in Denver? I don't know. <laughs> I haven't I haven't partaken in silly stuff since uh, college, really. <laughs> silly so, stuff. Oh, wow. so we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We should see how your core values hold up after you do some of that. Hey, I looked. There's nothing that violates my core values. <laughs> it has nothing to do with it. As long as it's not a complex device, I think I'm okay. <laughs> I think so. Oh, man. And I have to do it with somebody for collaboration. So. Right. It's important to collaborate. And it, for the purpose will be for medical reasons. I'm, I'm feeling very stressed. Absolutely. Take me with you. <laughs> oh, man. Well, hey, you know, I wanted to talk about this a little bit. You, you found... Uh, a new piece of software or a new platform that you thought might be cool for us to do BizCraft on. Talk. Yeah. What, what is that thing? We never really talked about it. Um, yeah, so uh, we're going to try this. Um, well, I can leave with this too. One of the things we were talking about was uh, queuing up our, our week-long series, like a week-long of, uh, of um, BizCraft, like live yep. shows, bringing the live shows back. Um, so I found this one thing called Webinar Jam which is an interesting name. but um, So it lets us do a Google Hangout and record this thing and also project it on the Internet live. So Shut we, up. we get to see each other. Shut up. And I'm, I'm down with that. All right, if you're sure. Yeah, like live streams to YouTube. So uh, I think we should try it. Particularly, particularly if we get a guest on it. Um, it might be cool to see on I think it would be. I think it would be indeed. Very cool. So what are you doing this weekend? Football's back, man. Tonight. 
I know. I'm, I'm meeting a friend uh, to go watch the South Carolina A&M game. That's right. Yeah. Hey, do me a favor. Kick yeah. their ass, would you? I'm going to try. All right. Jags play tonight, too. Who do they play? Playing Atlanta. Ooh. Yeah, fourth preseason game. That means anybody playing is not going to have a job on Monday. Yeah, that's what that means. That's what that means. Yeah. We hold not hope that our boy Connor Shaw can beat out uh, Men's Hill. I don't know if that's going to happen. I like it. I'd like to see I don't it like happen. The Browns, so. Sorry, Browns fans. Nah, gotta do what you gotta do. By the way, hello to our fans in Sweden. I found out we had some. Ooh. Came up and said hello, so that was awesome. Well, Gene, what what beer are you drinking? Hey, hey. Um, I'm drinking the Sierra Nevada Anchor Team. All right, all right. And it's, it's pretty good. I am drinking a Three Daughters. Three Daughters. I've never heard of that. Yeah, it's out of St. Pete. Uh, I think that's actually the brewery name. Um, but, you know, I got it next door at the little pizzeria because I didn't have a beer. I was like, oh, God, please, just let me take it with me. Yeah, that's um, cool. St. Pete's really, Pete's really uh, they, they bring it home with beer. They are, they are on the map when it comes to beer. Yes. We've got Cigar City over there, and, and they've got two other breweries that have finished in national competitions pretty high. So That's awesome. That's all cool stuff. Well, sweet, brother. Well, it's good to have another BizCraft done. Yes, we need to do more. I'm digging it. All right. Till next time, people. See you, everybody. Look on those core values. Yeah, do it. Seriously.